give it up for that worship team. It's like they keep on growing. There's just more and more. Hey, I want to dive into scripture right away. So Luke 24, verse 1, it says this. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Anybody ever in your life ever find something you thought you put somewhere and it was gone the next day? I should look at my wife and go, your phone, your keys, your purse. Like, we got, it, we got technology now. Those things you keep on misplacing, you can put something on it, hit a button on your phone, and you'll find it. If I wanted to right now, I could literally find my phone in this room just by my watch. These ladies didn't put a tracking device on the stone. They just saw that it had moved. They showed up that morning expecting to find a body, expecting to find a grave sealed. What's crazy is I didn't ever expect to live down the street from where my grandparents are buried, but never once have I thought I'll go up there and find their graves have been exhumed and that their bodies aren't in there anymore. I guarantee, in fact, if I go there, I'll find their bodies. I pray one day that their souls have disappeared. And the, the word goes on, it's crazy because the word goes on and it says this, it says, so they went in. How many of y'all are like, I'm, go- I'm going in. <laughs> I mean, is it just one dead body in there? Is it two? This is kind of weird. In our culture, that's not atypical. That's not something we would typically do. The stones rolled away, let's walk in. Like, you got to be a little weird for that one. That's all right. You're welcome here. You know? <laughs> I'm your pastor. Congratulations. But, but they walk in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. Man, who is still a body? Like literally, right? What's going through your mind? The body's gone. Okay, what's the government doing? Let's see, what, what other jokes can I crack on that one? But the thing is, is they, they went in and, and the body is gone. The body is completely gone. And verse 4 says, As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. Man, I want some bedazzled robes showing up when I see a body missing. You know, I want to see that crazy thing happen where, where they show up just out of the blue. And it's not bedazzled. It's like glorified bedazzled. You know, it's like Jesus bedazzled. It's like... It's like illuminating off of them. They have their own disco lights, right? It's like God is showing up, showing them that this body, it's something supernatural. How many times do we look for Jesus to show up in the supernatural and not expect to find him? We go go to him in prayer and we go, oh, Lord, I found you. I found you. That's good. I'm glad. But how many times do we go in prayer and we don't feel his presence? got a news for you he's still there but he's all bedazzled in the form of his angels he's showing up when you least expect it you don't feel his presence but you should feel the presence of the angels of of god of heaven because they're showing up he sent somebody to tell you a message he sent somebody to share something to you he sent something 
to open up to you, to believe in you, to push you through. Whatever situation you're going through, whether it's death or resurrection, it's coming. Like God is showing up and he has some news for you. He has a call on your life and a direction in your life. And he has risen for that purpose. He kicked down death's door. Like, I don't think you understand that. He had to die and, and he had to take the physical death to go to hell, to grab the keys from Satan, look him in the eyes. I'm not going to say he flipped him off, but he did. This is Sparta him. If y'all know what that means, it means he walks straight up to him and he goes, this is Jesus. Death died and he walked out of that grave. See, the thing is, is that we, we look at this and, and as we are worshiping, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was talking to me, but, but as we are worshiping, he's like, you know, the grave you once had, the grave that you, you sell some random times fall into, the grave that, that you go back to randomly, I have conquered that grave. I have conquered it. Why do you go back? Why do you look back? Why do you glance in? Why are you looking in the dead, among the dead, to find the living? How many times do we go back to the death to find where we want to be, where we want to live, rather than where we ought to live, where we should live, where we should be? And that's what Easter's about, right? Easter isn't about, like, he died, congratulations, he didn't come back. It's about, he rose. Here's the reality, that when he died, yeah, he died for your sins. Yeah, he took all your sins, left them in hell. He left your sins in hell where they belong. Because he came back with the key of life of forgiveness. And he forgave each and every one of us. Or, or maybe he's wanting to forgive each and every one of us, but we haven't asked. And then, what happened is, three days later, he busted out of the grave and brought eternal life to each one of us. If we just believe. If we just believe, Christ will set us free. Verse 5, when the women were terrified, they bowed with their faces to the ground. Man. Anybody ever that terrified? That your first initial thought is to bow before the king. I'm not worthy. Let me bow. And these are just angels. This isn't even the king. But how many of us are going to be terrified enough to bow before we fall back into the grave? I love what happens here, the interaction here. I'm going to continue in verse 5. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Like, hey, why are you looking amongst the dead for the living? How many times do we try to find ourselves amongst the dead? How many times do we try to find our identity amongst the dead when Christ intended it to live? How many times are we walking around the graveyard of our life going, is that me? Is that me? Is that me? And all the time, the Lord's looking down at you going, that's not you. It's funny because we're supposed to be this reflection of God that when God looks down at us, he goes, there I am, there I am, there I am. But oftentimes, we're not looking like he is. 
because we're looking amongst the graves and, and the dead to find ourselves rather than looking amongst him to find out who he is so that we can replicate him. He looks down at us and he, he better be looking at West Des Moines Open Bible going, look at my people. Man, I look good today. I'm all dressed up. I got a suit and tie on. I don't, but you know, that pastor, he's got to dress better. You know. Hey, but that's how God wants to see his people. He wants to look down and go, I see my reflection. I came out of the grave to do this. How many of y'all realize that Jesus kicked down the grave so that we could be set free, so that we could do what he's called us to do? Like there's a purpose in your life. Jesus was born with a purpose to save the sick, to save the lost, to heal the broken. How many of y'all heal broken lately? Our reflection's looking a little poor. We can always improve. I want to share this message. We can always improve because where there is more sin, there is more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace. Every day you sin, Jesus wants to pour out more grace on you. He's called you into his loving arms. Not when you die, but when you live. A message that, that keeps on repeating in my head, and we'll get back to the scripture. I haven't even, like, I wish I could show you. Like, we're here, in here. We're in here. I might not go anywhere else. Here's the thing, that Jesus, Jesus wants you to hear this right now. And, and it's that you are the ones he cares for. Doesn't matter what ear heard that. Because he didn't pick and choose who he came to save. He said, I didn't come here to condemn anyone for you. You've already condemned yourselves. I'm here to save you. In, in this scripture, it continues and in verse 8, after the angel said, hey, don't you remember? I said, he said that he'd come back on the third day. It said this, then they remembered. How many times in our life do we need a reminder that we're living? It is greater to live for someone than to die for someone. Can I say that? Like, it's good. It's a great sacrifice to die for them. But it is greater to live for someone than die, to die for them. Because when you live for someone you're doing for them, you're showing them the freedom that they can have. Did that hit anybody? That, like, like, we're living out not just for ourselves. In fact, we die to ourselves, and we live out for Christ. We're saying, yes, I'm going to step into what Christ has for me. I'm going to step into your life. I'm going to help your life out. What do you need? I'm terrible at this. Anybody can ask. I'm terrible at, like, if you're sick, I'll go visit you in the hospital, but you got to call me. Don't just, don't just be like, hey, I'm in the hospital. Okay. I can't help you. I can pray for you just fine from here. Ben, will you come and pray with me? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll be right there. Someone said, hey, I'm in the hospital. And I said, okay, you don't know me, so i got to tell you this. you got to ask me to. And it's not, it's not a pride issue. This is the thing. I know how difficult it can be in a hospital amongst the dead. I know how difficult it can be, and I don't want anyone living around me when I'm in the hospital. So out of respect, I want you to ask me if that's what you want. 
Otherwise, let me know and I'll pray for you all day. But God will show up no matter what. That's why I say I'm terrible at it. I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. It goes on and it says, verse 9, these ladies, they show up and, and now they remember and they say this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples. How many of us found out Jesus lived and we rush back to tell everyone we know, he's alive! How many of us? I wonder what it would look like if after today's service, you said, forget my plans, people gotta know. Like it just happened today. Like Jesus just came out of the grave today. You haven't seen him. You haven't said hello to him. He's showing up, but you're like, you know what? I got to go tell my friends. We followed him. I got to let them know. Like they need to know about salvation. They need to know about the king of kings. They need to know about the living God. They need to know that we need to stop searching in the grave and start searching in our hearts because Jesus is alive and well. Like we need to stop searching amongst the world and start searching amongst the heavens. Because the world is full of death and decay, but heaven is full of life and liberty. Well, did I say that? Here's the thing. We oftentimes start looking in, in the world because it's right in front of us. Stop. Look under your nose, but really just look up. You know, it's right there, but it's not in the world or it's not of the world, but it's, it's in Christ. He died and was resurrected so that people could know him. So they rushed back to, uh, to tell his 11 disciples and anyone else what had happened. Anyone else. It wasn't just their friends. You pass Joe Schmo on the side of the road and you're like, hey, how's it going? You're going to your friends. You stop in high V, aisle nine. Right? It's always aisle nine. No one knows. I'm like, God, why not aisle seven? It's your favorite. It could be anywhere, right? You're going, and you're telling them, Jesus lives. You know D Jesus lives. The Bible tells us that it's an urgent time. It was urgent back then, 2,000 years ago. Don't you think it's more urgent today that Jesus is told? Like, we tell his story he has a testimony. He shows up right here to live out his 40-day testimony, sharing the gospel with anyone who would listen for 40 more days. Man, we can't even give him 40 minutes. But Jesus is still, hey, it's okay. Can I say that? It is totally fine. You got plans. I get it. The rocks will still cry out. Is that messed up? Is that a little ungrace-filled? No, because you'll have a chance tomorrow. If the rocks are crying out today, don't let them cry out tomorrow. If the rocks are crying out in, in this moment, don't let them cry out tomorrow. Or in the next minute. Or the next second. Or hour. Or day. Or, or week. Just figure out how. Because we got a call on our lives, and it was through the cross and through the grave and through the emptiness of the cross and the emptiness of the grave that we find life. Who knew you could find life in your empty moments? It's the moments you feel alone that you find Jesus. 
It's the moments you find brokenness that you can find God. It's in the moments that you're, you're missing that you find the Holy Spirit. If you just seek. They're seeking. They're seeking. The angel said, hey, you're, you're looking amongst the dead for the living, but at least they're seeking. How many times do we need to hear that word? I'm just glad you're seeking. Keep on seeking. But don't look amongst the dead. Don't look amongst the dead. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. Verse 11. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stopped stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. Like, we buried him. Why did they take him? Right? How many people, when something's missing, do you start blaming? I don't think Peter's any different. I mean, Peter's the one that denied Christ three times. Peter's the one that, that had a little faith. I mean, but Peter's also the one that walked on water, and I don't think any of us have done that. Maybe you have. I don't know you, you know? But the thing is, is that Peter's the one that's just like us. Peter's the one that swore. Oh, no. Oh. Like, if you missed the entrant, intro, you're welcome here. Right? Because Jesus Christ didn't die just for me. He didn't die just for Toby. I know Toby likes to think so every now and then. You're welcome, Melanie. But that's the reality. Oftentimes, we, we come to Easter and we, we think, Good Friday, oh, he died for me. We walk away from Easter. He died for me. Don't we understand something greater happened? He came back for me. He, he left the 99 to seek after the one. Do you fit? Do you fit the one? Because if you do, he came back for you. Oftentimes he comes back for us. He finds us amongst our dead to see us living. Luke 24, 25 through 31 says this, Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people! You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all of the prophets, explaining from the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time... They were nearing Emmaus. He's talking to two gentlemen who are on a road to Emmaus. He's, he's appearing to them right away. He, like, comes out of the grave. You guys are walking to Emmaus, and he shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm here. But you can't tell me who I am, and you can't, you don't even see me as who I really am. Let me, let me show you. It's a little deceitful, isn't it? No! Because he doesn't ever lose his personality. He is being who he is. So by this time in verse 28, they're nearing Emmaus, and in the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us, since it is getting late. So he went home with them. If someone's telling you about Jesus, and, and they're like, hey, I got all these wonderful stories, and I got all these wonderful things, how many times in our life have we said, I gotta go home? You gotta commend these two. 
because they said, come with us. We're not done. We need more. They're going home. I need more. How many of us are like in church? Lord, more, Lord, more. Okay, church is over. Leave the more at church. But Jesus is calling on, on us to go a little deeper and a little further with him. He came out of the grave so he could give, him, give us all of him. But if we leave the place of worship and say, oh, I'm good. I'm good for the week. And we don't grow. If we don't seek him, if we don't try to find him throughout our week, what's the point of coming one week? You hear me? Like we are called to grow and go. We are called to get after him because he didn't just die for us. He didn't just die for us. We, we should be like, I want more. I'm going to go out to my house and I'm going to find more. I'm going to go out to the street. I'm going to find more. I'm going to go ride my bike and I'm going to find more. I'm going to go, you put your hobby in there and I'm going to find him more. And even when I find him more, I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell all my friends about him because I just found him. Because that's what he does. He finishes up. He goes and eats with them. And then he breaks bread. And all of a sudden, they see. They see. This is Jesus. And boom, he's gone. If you don't believe me, you can read it. I don't want to. So I got time. I just want us to understand the truth behind the resurrection because he didn't do it just for me. He didn't do it just for me. He said, I am the way, and he entered in and made a way. I am the truth. He put the truth in our mind, the reality of his kingdom in our mind. And I am the life. He brings your heartbeat to you, your breath to you. He gives you life. He beats your heart for you. When you're away from him, you feel less. When you're with him, you feel more. Oftentimes when Lola's on my nerves, I'm like, hmm, you must not be in the word. <laughs> Let's face it, if she's on my nerves, I'm not in the word. If I'm on her nerves, we know what happens then. I'm not in the word again, you know. No, but you get, you know, you understand, like when we're in the word, we become this person that we normally aren't. Like when we're not in the word, we're down, we're out, we're depressed, we're, we're struggling, we're, we're fighting, we're biting, we're kicking, we're screaming, we're, we're getting angry. We have a short temper, not a long fuse. Like we have all of these negative things. But when we dive into the word, after weeks of diving into the word, the transition happens with our life where we become more like Christ. And our fuses grow, and our life grows, and we're w more willing to share life than kill it. Oftentimes, when we're not in the Word, we're looking to kill, the kill life. How can, I, how can I cut this person down today? How can I destroy this person today? How can, I, how can I cut myself down? How can I destroy myself? How can I? It's there. But we have to be willing to seek out His Word. He sought us out. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us, right? And if he didn't come to condemn us, then he's here to bring us life. And life abundantly. So we have to go to his word. Going on to Luke 24, verse 32, it says, uh, they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us 
as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us. You know why they were so hungry? Because their hearts were burning. How many of us, we, our hearts aren't burning today? We need that. I'm so thankful you raised your hand. Somebody, you know, when you're willing to raise your hand with that question, like something, God's doing something. But God wants us to understand. He wants to burn in our hearts. He didn't just show up one day as a baby, be raised for 30 years, tell 12 people, follow me. Go through three years of these 12 people, plus some women. I wish I knew the amount of women that followed him. Like, the entire amount that followed him. Like, I want to know what he looked like walking with his posse behind him. I'm picturing, I'm picturing Forrest Gump running, you know? If you've ever seen that movie, and he's running, all of a sudden these people start following him. You know what? But when he's done, he's done. And they all leave him. We cannot leave Jesus because he's still running. He never stops. we got to keep on running. You need rest, he'll give you rest. You need strength, he'll give you strength. You need peace, he'll give you peace. But there'll also be hard seasons of pain. Hello, you're running. Pain hurts. Running hurts. That's why I ride a bike. God has called us into a season of growth and into a season of looking inside and saying, do I look like him? When I read 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and if I replace love with Jesus, it looks like him. Do I look like him? When I put my name in there, guaranteed there's no one in this room that that scripture completely fits. Every time. Because I'm not. But God's saying, will you? Will you grow a little bit? Will you, will you go a little bit further? Will you take a next step? Will you go the next step? Will you accept me? Will you, will you let my name be known? The last portion of scripture I have is Luke 24, 35 through 36, and it's, it's this. Then the two of Emma, from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road and how they had recognized him as he was breaking bread. This is what's so cool. In verse 36, it says this. And just as they were talking about it, Jesus himself suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. I'm telling you about Jesus, and all of a sudden he shows up. Everybody, I want you to say this. I want you to just say, I want you to just say the name of Jesus and feel the power. Just say it, Jesus. Jesus. When Jesus shows up, when Jesus' name is said, when you say his name, power flows. When you, when you say his name, in an accident, healing shows up. Mercy shows up. Strength shows up. Grace shows up. Peace shows up. Forgiveness shows up. You're having a hard time forgiving somebody. You don't know what to pray. Lord, Jesus. Jesus. It should break your heart because the forgiveness in our hearts can't even stand. Because the unforgiveness is the dark, darkness of our heart, and it can't stand amongst the forgiveness of Jesus. 
When you ask Jesus into your heart, Jesus cannot live where there is darkness. He can't. He won't. He won't live where you're not willing to forgive. He won't live where the grave still stands. That's why he had to break it down. Yeah, he has more grace, but he'll wait for you to forgive. Jesus suddenly shows up. He suddenly shows up. When we forgive, all of a sudden Jesus shows up. When we, when, we go after G, when we go after others for Christ, when we share the gospel, Jesus shows up. When we're in a car accident and we don't know what to say and we just yell Jesus as it's going on, Jesus shows up. When we're in a situation and we don't know what else to do and we say, Jesus, we just pray it, Jesus, he shows up. You might not feel it. You might not anticipate it. You might not think that how he did it was right, but it's right because he did it. He died so that we could live. He died so we could live. Are we living? Are we seeking him amongst the living? Are we looking for him through the dead? Are we going back to our our past and our, our earlier self, or are we going after life and what he's called into us? Christ is living. He's not dead. Yeah, 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 we say, hey, Good Friday. He died. He's gone. He was put on a cross. They pierced his side. Blood flowed like water. He is gone. He's alive. His wounds have been healed. And because his wounds are healed, he'll heal your wounds. Because he lives. I want to do something right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity. Uh, we have communion here. If you're like, man, I want to remember what he did with somebody. I want you to grab communion. I want to grab you to grab that person and grab communion. Do that. Whatever. But we also have an opportunity right now. If you don't know Jesus, you're like, who is this Jesus? He died for me, but even greater, he broke out of the grave for me. Like he, he his body lost a heartbeat, but then it gained one. Three days later, that's crazy, Ben. I I don't know if I can understand that. That's why we believe. That's why we have faith in Jesus. Because maybe we don't understand it. But, man, isn't that the cool thing? I just have to say this real quick. If you don't believe that, but you believe in fairy tales, I would love to talk to you because I want some of what you're smoking or whatever. You know? Like, you're believing in fairy tales, but you're not believing in Jesus. I would love to talk to you because I'll pray with you and I'll watch his Holy Spirit do a supernatural work in your life that you didn't expect. Because that's the Jesus I follow. He's the only one I know. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Because he lives in me, guess what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. If that's you, if you want that, I want you up here. Because that's Christ. Christ is saying, I want to break into your heart and I want to break into other people's hearts through your heart. If you're called, come. Be the person that says, I'm standing for my faith today. Jesus has been dead in our country for far too long. He needs to be woken up. I'm going to leave this open for prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to pray. If that's you, come up. 
If you don't know Jesus and you're saying, man, I want that. I got to have it. If you feel a tugging on your shoulder or on your sleeve and it's Jesus, Lord, just give them the courage to stand up because it's, it's your life. It's your life we want. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come, that you would be a part of this. Lord, I ask that you, what you did on the cross, yeah, you died for me, but Lord, you, you did more than just die. You kicked down the grave. You came out and you lived. Lord, help me find myself amongst who you are. Help me go after you. Help me find who you are because, Lord, when I find who you are, I become your reflection. I want you to look down at Ben and, and say, there I am. There I am, good and faithful servant. There I am. I want you to look down at everybody in this room and say, ha, huh, don't I look good today? Don't I look good today? Man, that's a good work I'm doing. And Lord, I just want us to be giving it back to you. Holy Spirit, anybody who, who doesn't know you, maybe they're recommitting this morning, Lord, I pray that you would just strengthen them, that you'd give them the courage, and that you would answer their prayer right now. And Lord, for anyone who doesn't have forgiveness in their heart right now, Lord, I pray that you would bring on a compassion and a peace and a blessing on their life that would just break their heart to break for those that sinned against them. Because, Lord, they sinned against them, but you have been sinned against by us. And so, Lord, I don't... I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm going to forgive them so you can forgive me. Lord, forgive us of our sins. Come live in our lives. Love us. Care for us. Direct us. Be here in our lives as we lead. Be the words out of our mouth. Be the strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, happy Easter. I love you guys. God bless.